FMX Network production. You cast me What's up, guys? It's Alex Gray, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. That's all we need is more fake news, Pulp MX bullshit. It's quality, not quantity, all right, man? Yeah, we are back. We are standing on top of the world for a little while, and standing on top of the world, and going to give it all we got. I'm Darkside from the Moto X-Pod Show. Excited to be here. Man, I got an email today from Wally Briskin. He's the head of Podcast International. He's letting me know how the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show it's changing the world, man. It's changing the game. It's on its way to Hall of Fame status. There's no need to Google that. Don't, don't Google Wally Briskin. It's not even important. You don't need to do that. What you do need to do is go to pulpamexshow.com. Check out all the sponsors like BTO Sports, Fly Racing, Vertex Pistons, Vortex Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engine, Michelin Starcross Fives, Maximal Oil, X-Brand Goggles, Pro Filter, Works Connection, OGO Bags, Ride Engineering, the Atlas Brace, FMF Racing, Roost Graphics, WSA, Guts Racing, Get Data, Firepower, Batteries and Chains, EVS Sports, Eagle Grit Hand Cleaner, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, LAHondaWorld.com. Many of the great sponsors that take care of Pulp MX and the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show make all these things happen. Go to PulpMXShow.com and use the sponsor links and discount codes to get all your products. Tonight we're wrapping up show number 402 which is also known as episode one if you ask Weege and daniel blair lots of great feedback on this episode but before we get to that i want to remind you guys about hello pookie stay tuned for that at the end of the show uh, if you guys have anything you want to ask pookie please email darkside at pulpmx.com we'll get those questions asked and keep the hello pookie segment going but now let's get to our guests first up brought to you by guts racing if you're looking for a high performance seat cover and foam guts racing is the one you need andy greg and guts racing are supplying seats for many of the top riders and teams in the pits GutsRacing.com brings us the one and only chris cooksey what's up cooksey dude that's awesome i'm brought by guts i actually use a guts seat and i uh, i ran into andy greg in san diego when he does what he calls time traveling has he ever told you about that no he is not well, he calls blackout drunk time travel <laughs> which sounds so much better but i would have never known he was that drunk until he admitted it later on but he totally composed himself the dude's a pro's pro that's awesome that's awesome well cooksy i know you got tons of opinions on this show you always have uh, you always bring the fire but let's get to our next guest first wusa Providing the best wheels on the planet, bar none, no question about it. Don't even need to talk about it. WUSA wheels. Hit up John Anderson and Krista Anderson at WUSA.com for your wheel choices. And WUSA brings us Mr. John Anderson. What's up, John? How you doing, Dark Side? Cooksey, how are you? John, what's happening? Man, uh, Dark Side, what an intro, dude. I, I think I know those guys over at, uh, at W, so uh, yeah, yeah. glad to be associated with them, dude. That was quite an intro. Thank you. <laughs> I thought about bringing you into Guts Racing, but uh, I said, why not? You know what I mean? W brings you John Anderson from W. It just seems to make sense. But, yeah, um, glad to have you guys on. This is um, a pretty exciting episode, very unusual. Kind of made history Monday night with episode 402 or number one, if you're asking Weege and DB. Um, so right off the bat, John, I'm going to ask you, just give me a grade, A, B, C, D. 
thought a lot about this. Okay. So most people are going to say, oh, A, hit it out of the ballpark. You know what? I'm going to go with a B. Um, I'm going to go with that because, obviously, with Daniel and Jason, they're, you know, they're they're very good at what they do on the television. They both have podcasts. But I, I think that, for me, a little bit, um, and I really focused on listening to the show, and, and, and I knew we were going to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it kind of highlights what exactly Steve does bring to his own show uh, in a lot of ways, right? He's probably a little more outspoken. Uh, he's not afraid to say something, what's on his mind. I think that maybe a little bit the guys were uh, maybe a little cautious because, you know, maybe they don't want to bum anybody out. I, I mean, there's a <laughs> right. lot of things going on in our industry right now and racing, and it's pretty clear. I, I know Cooksey knows what's going on, and just because of our maybe affiliation with race teams, we know a little bit too. Sure. And Steve does too. And Steve's that's what people, why they're attracted to Paul and Steve. Because he'll just say it. He's not worried about, uh, you know, bumming anybody out or or or, or, uh, or, or maybe spilling the beans a little bit. So I, I would say a, a B for me. Okay. Cooksey, how about you? Man, that's funny. I, I thought you were going to give it an A. Uh, I'm, I'm actually even I, – I talked to Daniel, and I'm going to give him a C plus. Oh, wow. Uh, it was probably – it probably would have been a B or a B minus. But towards the end – I bet we said it's the best show ever 17 times. And it was, I'm not going to lie. I got a little annoyed because I'm like, it's not the best show. Because just like what John Anderson said, they, they were, they're two, they're, they're very similar. In the in fact that they both, I call him mayor, Daniel Blair. <laughs> he, and they both, and I, I don't blame either one of them. They both have lucrative careers in TV. They can't say the things that Steve said. Yeah. I did. I, I 100% as much as sometimes I want to strangle Steve. I love that he brings the heat. You're going to get some sort of personality. You're going to get just for example, they brought on Carmichael. Yep. And I don't know. I don't know if you guys caught it when Carmichael immediately said, "Oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't remember what the what, what the beef even started over." Yeah. I don't know about you two, but I don't. I don't not believe that at all. Not even a little bit. Right. Yeah. I I didn't either. I actually put that in my notes. Um, no, but I think he was being somewhat politically correct. And I kind of feel like after talking to Ricky at Vegas this year, a little bit, when I, I handed him the little stickers that I had made that said, Rick, Rick, you know, from the, the joke on the show. And, and he was really, really cool about it laughing. And he's like, man, I've let all that stuff go. Uh, you know, so I think a little bit that Steve is sort of the one still kind of keeping it going. Almost. I think Ricky does remember, but I think Ricky's let it go more than Steve. Um, now, Cooksey, I know okay. you had, I'm going to let you keep going because I know you had some thoughts on this topic and we're, I want to get into Ricky right away. I have in my notes in big letters, history, uh, history was made to a degree with him coming on the Pulpomex show, but it doesn't really count. But Cooksey, I'm going to give you a minute or two to go into it. Go ahead. Yeah, that's, that's what I told Daniel. It was pretty cool that he finally got the great, the goat on the Pulpomex show because it's long overdue, but it wasn't really like he, you know, Steve wasn't there. We didn't address any of the issues. Now, if I'm a PR guy, yeah. and I'm Ricky's, and I was joking, I said, yeah, I'm going to be Ricky's PR guy. Go on the show, address the issue, get it out of the way, laugh about it. Because trust me, I'm sure Steve will laugh about it. Might be a little bit mad, but they both get to air their grievances. You can't have a public beef and then just say it's squashed without having a public resolution. <laughs> true, that's true. not all right. Yeah. We need that. Well, and I think and that's going to come. I've heard many rumors and 
and I was I was bummed on Weege for not at least saying, well, maybe maybe it started on national TV when you threatened to kill him. Remember when uh, was it Salt Lake Supercross when Tim Ferry supposedly got in Ricky's way and he said he was going to shoot him or something? Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least go there because we all know that we saw that on TV. Well, you know. I, I think that's going to probably be – that's more like we John was saying, you were saying, that's more Steve's uh, arena to, to do that kind of thing, and I think he will. And I think I think this is a stepping stone for that to happen. John, kind of give me your overview of what you thought of Ricky Carmichael, the, the interview. Because to me, it really was just like the first baby step, and I think that's what needed to happen. Yeah, you know, honestly, I think that – and Cook, you said it, and, and I think only – Folks that listen to the show a lot will probably remember because Steve's brought it up about the whole thing with, you know, I'm going to kill you and all that. But I think that, quite honestly, I think there's more to it than that a little bit. I think that I think there's been a time, there was a time when maybe some, uh, you know, threats on on employment and someone, you know, uh, you know, who pays Steve's bill, meaning, hey, you know, Maybe I'm gonna get a hold of your boss and say, yeah. "Hey, you know, get rid of that guy." So I think there's some of that. But you know, one thing I, I will say, and and I've talked to Steve about this, just because you know I'm, I'm older. I'm older now, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Been around for a while, but I will say this: I do think uh, I'd like to just throw it out there. I think Ricky will come back on the show when Steve's there, and I'm gonna go as far as to say this: the next guy that they always talk about is Anderson, mm-hmm. and I do think. Somewhere in the next year, I think Anderson will come on, and I'm even going to go another step further and say Joey will come on. And let me tell you why. Because, and Cooksey, you've been around this sport a long time, and here's the thing. A lot of guys in this industry, uh, they they clearly, they don't like each other, right? But sure. in this platform, it, it, it's beneficial for both parties. They don't have to like each other, but they can still he can still come on the show because Steve's reach – and really, in a way, the more and more you kind of, you know, not put it off or, or you know, just say, oh, screw that guy, it kind of makes yourself look bad in a way, like you're like kind of like you're a baby, right? Like, hey, you know, we're not in high school anymore. This right. is a professional sport. So Steve's platform and his reach is so big, it's like, hey, I'll come on. I'll talk to you. I'll answer your questions. And at the end of the interview, I can still say, hey, that guy's a dick. <laughs> but you know what? He's just not going to say it on the radio. I really believe that. I, I do, because I I've seen it firsthand where there are guys that that have done this sort of thing on podcasts and they can't stand each other, but they still will talk on the show and then they'll leave John, it. But so that's my, what, what my you, take. Yeah, what you described. Davey Millsaps comes on the show and he openly says, "Steve, I don't like you." Yeah, right. <laughs> but he well, same with Weston, right? Same, same with Weston. Same with Weston. Although I think Weston kind of likes Steve a little bit. I don't know that for sure, but I get the feeling where I don't know that Davey does, but Davey's professional about it. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Davey, I can't really get a pulse on whether he actually likes Steve or not. I think Weston just really likes busting Steve's balls because anytime I've asked Weston to do something for me for like this wrap up show or whatever, he's always, yeah, I'll do that. You know, he's, he's, he's always done something for me if I needed something for the pulp deal. So I, I kind of feel like Weston's probably more just busting Steve's balls a little bit. But um, but I, I do, like I said, I think it was a really good stepping stone. I think the interview was was fun. And, um, and, you know, the only thing I really – I put a note in here that I wasn't thrilled about is that they didn't introduce that Eric Bernard was in studio until it was basically over, maybe even after it was over. I kind of was bummed on that. Um, I thought they should have got Eric on because Eric always has so much insight. Um did you guys watch, either of you watching on Facebook, or did you even realize that Eric was in studio at the time? 
I didn't. I thought that he walked in after about an hour. I had no clue. That that okay. That that C plus just might have gone to a C. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, John? Were you? Did you know he? Yeah, he was there the whole I, time. Yeah, I didn't know that to be honest with you, and I I didn't see the Facebook thing. I mean, Dark Side, you made me do my homework, dude. Normally, right. uh, it takes me. I'm sorry, I'll, I'll admit it, but it usually takes me a couple, two, three days to sure. maybe get through a whole show. So. Man, I felt like I had a homework assignment, so I had to just cram this thing in and really focus and listen, and even write some notes down. Yeah, because I felt like you're the teacher. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna ask me questions, and I don't want to be that guy that says I don't know. <laughs> right. Well, I I have it's become homework for me too to a degree now. You know, I try to listen to almost all of it on Monday night if I can because it makes it it just makes it easier to get it done by Wednesday, especially when I have my own show to do Tuesday nights. But yeah, they, he was in studio, and for those that did not watch Facebook. Um, there may be a little clippy clippy already because Eric had his shoes on inside the house and that is not allowed. Um, so I, I'm waiting to see what, if Steve even finds that out or notices, uh, there's going to be a lot of good stuff. We'll talk about a couple other things that happened on the show that may, uh, upset Pookie once she finds out. But, um, let's talk a little bit about more about RC. They did go into 2020 coming up and, um, RC kind of talked about having his toe a little bit in the Adam C. and Cirillo camp, um, which I want to get your guys' opinions. And, Cooksey, I know, you know you're know you obviously in the industry. You, you work for WPS. You uh, do some stuff for Vital. Um, what do you think about AC for 2020? Do you, you know, uh, DB says three wins. Some guys think, you know, I think Steve said maybe no wins. I want to see where you're, where you're at. What, what, who's right, Daniel well, or Steve? Who's closer? Can I go back to Ricky? How funny was it when Daniel and Ricky were busting balls about the arena cross? Oh, Did yes, yes. Did you guys enjoy that? Yes, but yes, that was, yeah, yeah, good stuff about, uh, about RC getting in the way and being slow. And, uh, of course, then it turned into some, to, to, some short jokes, which I think RC said that he was the same size as Daniel at 12. That was, that was a spit my drink out <laughs> moment. Yeah, that was those, good those were pulp moments. That's why I turned into pulp. Not for the professional stuff, for that stuff. Yes. But yeah. So back to AC, uh-huh. man, I've, I've been on record saying AC is going to be really good or he's going to pile it up. And I think that's why Kawasaki <laughs> has him on a one-year deal. Okay. But, well, gosh, it's kind of, you're kind of leaning towards my hot take here. But um, Well, don't give it away yeah, yet because John, John already threw a couple hot takes out. But, yeah, don't give your hot take away just yet, but go ahead. <laughs> well, he's on a one-year deal. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm shocked that having a guy in your system for that long, and I, I'd actually heard they weren't even going to sign him. Uh, they were going to let him go until Mitch sat him down and said, no, come on. You've invested so much money that, no, keep this kid. I think he's going to oh, – man, I, I, I just – I'm torn. I really don't know. I feel like he could be instantly a title contender or he gets hurt in the offseason. Yeah. If he stays healthy, he's going to be in the title fight till the end. He'll have a, he'll have a mathematical chance until at least okay. two rounds left. That's what I'll say. Okay. John, I'm going to go a different direction a little bit with you. During that topic where RC was talking about Adam, he kept calling him the 92, and they corrected him that he's the 9 now. Uh, and RC made a comment about, oh, man, everybody's going to rip me now. RC clearly knows he's aware of the Supercross fans giving him crap about making mistakes, about you know not necessarily being the best commentator. And he, you know, just with that comment right there, he seemed to, you know, just kind of take it on the chin. And, like, I feel like I kind of had a little more respect for Ricky because I felt like he's aware of it, but he's just rolling with it. Did you take anything away from that comment? No, I mean, honestly, I think that 
I think Ricky, look, I mean, he did what he did on a bike, and he was arguably the, the best ever, right? He's yeah. He's the GOAT. Sure. And I think as he goes into a TV career, and, and I, I know he's not deaf to the criticism. I mean, he probably, he listens back to it. He listens, you know, clearly, I think he listens. He's heard Steve talk about it because he said, like, yeah, I don't know why the guy hates me. Remember he told him that? Yep, yep. I think he told Daniel that, or, yeah, he told Daniel that. So, I, I, I don't know. I think that he's just, you know, I, he doesn't want to do a bad job, and he's hearing this criticism. It's out there right now, and I think he's going to study more. Uh, is he going to know every team in the paddock? Probably not, but, I mean, there's not many guys that do. I mean, right. quite honestly, I, I think Jason doesn't even know every team in the paddock. <laughs> it's it's more of a, a super – not a, a super fan, but not a super – just Steve knows them all. Yes. And I, 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 and, and, but he takes the time to do it. It's what his job is to do that. And, you know, from what we see he does with privateers, he does spread himself out. So I, do I, I think Ricky will get better. Uh, I think he, it'll be a, a much better improvement this year than where he was last year. Um, and that's, yeah, that's that's my take on that. Can I, yeah, can I weigh in on this dark side? Of course you can. Man, I, I see, I, I hear what you're saying, and I feel like he's trying – but have you ever seen somebody do something they don't want to do and they do it halfway? I mean, they think they're trying, mm-hmm. but they don't have that love like somebody who really, really lives it, loves the sport. Like you can tell when Langston's talking. Yeah, yeah. He pays attention. He he searches for those details where I feel like Ricky's just like it's a job to him. It's no big deal. It's a paycheck. And with our with our fans being such core fans, you could probably get away with that in other sports. But our fans are – we don't have a ton of them. You know, in, in the big picture, we're not a giant sport, but the ones we do have, damn, they're educated, and they do pick up on it. And it's it's annoying to hear a guy tell you about a sport when you think you might know more than him. True, true, yeah, yeah. And there are definitely those moments. And I don't want to get too far into this because we're kind of straying away from the pulp MX show um, aspect. But I do think, and I'm biased, but I do think Daniel Blair is the perfect guy for that position. And I. I think it's going to happen in the next couple of years. I think he's the guy for it. He he has that knowledge and that passion for doing that job properly. And we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, let's move away from that just a second. We just came off of uh, Red Bull Straight Rhythm, so there were some talks of that. Uh, and, you know, RC talked about it a little bit. Um, just the fact that he said he's, you know, him racing that, because he was talking about uh, RV doing it, and said, you know, he, him coming back and doing something like that is a little far-fetched. I think, or he said that unless there were some other guys like his age or whatever to do it, I think that'd be another really cool, clearly a cool thing to do is have like a, you know, RC and McGrath or whatever, you know, a, a, a plus 40 class or whatever, whatever the age is now, you know. Um, John, what do you think, man? I mean, what do you think that would just turn Red Bull straight rhythm on its upside down if we could get RC to run that thing? Well, I, I would say this. Um, it was going to be one of my, as you said, the hot takes, but I feel like a couple things throughout at that. Um, would it would it turn it on it would it would it put it on its ear and just next level? I, no, I don't. Okay. I don't think so. But I will say this: my thought on that, and I, I heard Jeremy uh, Malott mention something about and there was talk like, "Hey, they might not do this again," or "Let's yeah. just we just had it." And I'll say, I'll say this: you know what I think would be cool on that event. Uh, and I know I know Jeremy pretty well, and Eric. I think if they did, you want to do something a little different, make it three wide or make it four wide. Oh, now yeah. I know there's enough room for three, 
but then it's kind of like it's like back and forth. You know what I mean? Wouldn't yep. that be cool if they had like three guys or four guys, four guys going at once? Um, I mean, I look, I'm not a promoter of that type of thing, but um, what if based on on their qualifying time, they do like a almost like a drag race thing where they do like a little bracket racing. One guy that's maybe slower in qualifying gets a little bit of a head start, and the other guy has to catch him. I mean, just something different. Then you really got people on the edge of their uh, of their seat. Maybe I'm way off base, but I don't know. I think to see three or four of those guys going at once, I think that'd be pretty sweet myself. I like that, and I think that Jeremy uh, and Eric each year try to do something a little different. A little, little. They're they're willing to make changes to do that, so we may see some stuff like that. Um, okay, let's. Uh, Monster Energy Cup's coming up. It's another topic they talked about with Ricky. Uh, they talked about a hot topic for this year's Monster Energy Cup, which is the multiple different ways to start and, of course, going backwards, quote-unquote. Um, and Daniel talked about, you know, hey, RV and Dungey, two of the, the, the greatest racers of all time, forgot the Joker lane, but now we expect them to be able to do the Joker lane and go backwards. Do either of you, and I'll start with you, Cooksey, think this is actually going to be an issue? No, I don't think it's going to be an issue. Do you care if I go back to Jeremy Malott and the Red Bull before we move on? Nope, have at it. Okay, because he was talking about safety, and he brought it up. And I do think Jeremy and Bernard are two of the best promoters at ensuring the safest possible event. Because anytime you ride dirt bikes like this, it's borderline insane. They have done – they've got the two strokes. They have the speed checks. But I think those whoops placed where they were with that speed check where you came down and had that run mm – -hmm. I do think that was dangerous, and I mean, I don't, I don't blame those guys for having it. Like, I, I think they've done everything within, but I think to continue this event and get guys like RV, Sealy, um, you know, McGrath, Carmichael, you have to do something else to slow it down further because they're figuring out two strokes and pushing these vintage bikes to places they're not designed to go, and I'm not sure exactly what it is. I love the four wide, John. That's a that's brilliant, dude. That's awesome. That reminds me of the drag racing. How they've gone four wide. Right. I'm all in on that. That's cool. Yeah. How how do you think they could slow it down though? Uh, well, uh, yeah, I guess maybe not have a wall to get a run after the whoops first, and just smaller jump or more peaky jumps. I don't know, man. They just they, it, that's hard to Would say. Would you guys be completely opposed to the speed check being a like a corny? Spin like a donut around a barrel, or because <laughs> well, it, it, it is a goofy event. Then you and have that, a turn, though. They don't want turns. Yeah, I know, I know. That's that's what I keep running into. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking of different yeah. ways to slow it down and keep it fun. Well, how about Monster Energy Cup, man? What do you think about the the running backwards and RC and them talking about that issue? Or, Dude, I love it. Okay, I absolutely love it. I think that going two directions, and I I, I believe I suggested something like this in the past because they've got that dart fish. Yeah. These dudes have that track dialed in no time. So the fact that they have to change it in between and that dartfish is essentially useless, I love it. And it, it figures out the guys who are more technical and figure out tracks fast. I was at uh, Dallas two years ago when they had a split lane. Well, yep. They fixed it before the final, and the guys didn't know. And it took them a while to figure they, they got it figured out by the end of the main event, but there was actually passing the split lane because guys didn't know exactly where to go. Right, so I, I think that. it's going to be – yeah, I think it's going to add a new element, and it's going to be absolutely awesome. Awesome, John. Uh, John, do you, what do you think about the 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 new ch the changes here from Monster Energy Cup? You think it's going to be a good thing, or you think it's going to cause problems? 
No, I think it's going to be a good thing. I mean, they need to do something a little bit different, right? Yeah. But I, you know what, guys? I have a question for both of you. You know, okay. we were talking a little bit about, and I, I, Dark Side, I, I don't want to go back, you know, again, back to necessarily full-on Red Bull straight rhythm. But so my question for you guys is, you know, you talked about RC and McGrath, right? Well, those are both uh, monster athletes, technically, right? They've got the M-claw on the helmet. Yep. So what, what I mean, myself, what do I have to lose? I mean, I, I don't work with Cowie necessarily. Right? <laughs> right. I'm a fan. Sure. Okay, so I'm going to put my fan hat on. I think it's kind of lame. Like, were there, other than RV, right, was there any of the bigger monster athletes at Red Bull Straight Rhythm? I mean, uh, Anderson came. That was that was huge, right? Yeah. Like, they've never really had a rock star guy before. I think the year before Sipes did it, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, Last yeah. Sipes sure. was a yeah. rock star guy. So, yep. I mean, personally, Again, I think it kind of maybe I don't know if they've told they can't do it, but if that's the case, and we'll never know, but it is kind of odd that you don't see any monster, high-profile monster riders there. I think it's kind of lame. I mean, I'm just going to say it. Like, dude, like all the Red Bull and Rockstar guys come to the Monster Energy Supercross Series, like, and it's for the fans. I mean, it's on Red Bull TV. Yeah. Like, dude, let them race. I mean, it, I, I, is Tomac going to be there? Probably not. Right. Yeah. I'm going to be there. Probably not. But I mean, I think you could get some, maybe some of the pro circuit guys or something. I don't know. I feel like they're missing a pretty good opportunity. Yeah. I, if, I, if I would. Sense. Go ahead, Cooksey. If I were, if I worked for one of those companies, Monster, like in particular, and Red Bull's having an event and they invited us, I would get my guys and I would logo them out and I would take <laughs> over the event. Bring the semi, That's everything. Right. Better marketing. Yeah. Yeah, then you build this rivalry, and it helps both brands. I think, yeah, I like it. I, I totally agree with you, John. Good point. All right, so I want to give props real quick. At this point, I was watching on Facebook Live, as I said, and I, I hit up Travis Marks, the Dune Goon, and said, "Hey, man, you got to put the Forty Nine er game on for me in the background," and he did. So, props to my boy Dune Goon for allowing me to watch my Niners while I watched Pulpamex. Didn't get much better than that for me personally. Um, I want to take it back to what we were talking about earlier when we were talking about the grade of the show. And the things obviously are a little bit different when Weege is in there. A little more, uh, I don't know if I'd say professional, but just more straight the way he reads things and does things. Um, he, he did the BTO Sports read at, right when right after RC was done. And I was kind of bored with the way Weege read the copy of the, the commercials, basically. Um, you know, Steve had a little more animated, a little more life in him. Um, I was I didn't really love it, but then I saw a ton of people on Twitter and on the Facebook comments talking about how they thought it, his reads were so good and his transitions were so good. So, John, I want to get your your thoughts just on that the the basics of doing a professional podcast. How did you think Weeds did? Well, I, I can't believe you're asking me that question. Let me tell you why. Okay, and because I listened to the show and I was sitting there listening and and look i'm like all the other folks that listen to the show i'm the first to admit it typically i'll fast forward through the commercials right mm -hmm. so that's out of the bag i was disappointed as a sponsor of the show I, you know and, and i hope the people that listen to to the wrap-up show don't think i'm a whiny oh, no whiny baby about it right? <laughs> right but it's like but here's the thing like i pay every month do I pay as much as other guys? No. I mean, Fly, obviously, they they deserve to have everything that's read about what they do. They're one of the title sponsors. But unless I – my hearing's not the greatest, but unless I didn't hear right, 
he didn't mention W once. And you know how when Steve talks about, hey, the show's brought to you by, and yeah, there's a lot of them. There is a lot of them. I get it, right? Mm -hmm. Steve does it because they all pay him to do it. I was kind of bummed, to be honest with you. I mean, the guy, I know he's a professional. I like to listen to him on the TV during the Nationals. But, I mean, I still get an invoice every month, and this was (laughs) something different. I get it, but... Dude, I'd like to hear the guy say my company name. I'd like to think maybe that people know W. I hope that maybe there's somebody that's new to the show that because it's something different. Maybe there are people that for the first time, you know, they're used to listening to to Daniel's show or to Ouija's show, whatever, right? Yeah. And then now they're going to listen on Paul, but he didn't say her name, and I'm just like, dude, really? I mean, I was, I was kind of, I was, I was disappointed. Okay, that's I, I'll just leave it at that. How's that? It's interesting. I, yeah, I like that. Uh, how about you, Cooksey? What do you think of his reads and and the just the like the the back the backbone of the show? You know, the, the stuff you have to do. Okay, so uh, you know you can tell that stuff is designed around Steve's personality. It's his yep. show. To hear Weege trying to do Steve wasn't Weege's forte. Like I said, he's. One of, one of, if not the best in the business at podcast announcing, but doing Steve, Steve's way better. And I've been in studio and watched Steve shoot those out, and he's so good at those sponsor reads. I get it, John. You have a very valid point there, and I think you should take it up from Weege next time you see him. Let him know <laughs> he owes you. Yeah, yeah. You know, he always he he like he spreads money around, no problem. So sure. Yeah, that's funny. Well, well, like I said, I, you know, for the record, hey, I'm not a big, I'm not a a, a big bitch about it. I just right. it, it, it caught me off guard. So I'll <laughs> hey, just, that's fair. I, I don't know. It's and, still a business. It's, no, it's good. It's yeah. funny. It's, yeah, it happens. It's still a business, and that's good. Um, so Cooksey, you just mentioned you've been in studio. Uh, I've got to be in studio one time, and 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 the way Steve runs things. Um, talk a little bit about that being in studio, the behind the scenes stuff, um, the prep that goes on beforehand, stuff that you've seen. Give us a little insight into what you've seen when you've been in studio that people might be interested in. Well, I'll say this, you know, Steve kind of comes on air and acts like, oh, it's just this janky radio show. I don't think people understand how much work prep and just he is dialed in. I mean, this is not, you know, it's not a five hour a week job just grinds i don't think people understand how much he puts into it sets everything up he lines up the callers he he and john you probably know about this being a business owner a lot of business owners have to have their hand in everything so even though he has marks and he has the help steve's involved in everything and i can't even imagine i i even talk i'm like dude i don't know how you do it that's a lot of stuff going on you know and then to handle everybody the way he is it's pretty impressive you know yeah yeah and Hearing hearing the show without him, I'm not gonna lie. I missed Steve on the show. He's he's good, damn it. Oh, I, I, yeah, <laughs> he's really good. I clearly agree as a super fan. Uh, John, you've been in studio also. Uh, spent a lot of time with Steve. Talk a little bit, just maybe if you have. Do you have any stories of things you guys have talked about in the commercials or anything that just stood out about any of your visits to Pulpamex that listeners would like? Um. Well, the one thing I will say, it's it's. It cracks me up, man. And I know that wasn't part of the show This when I was in a couple times ago, whatever. When Kiefer gets ready to do dark side, I mean, it's like he's stepping up to a smorgasbord and he hasn't eaten in a week. Like, he sits up in his oh, chair. Oh, Kiefer after dark. 
Kiefer After Dark. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Kiefer yeah. After Dark. Sorry. No, that's cool. You said he does Dark Side. Like, oh, that's Kiefer, like, that's after, Kiefer after Dark. Yeah, we 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 oh, weren't supposed to tell that. Thing. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's the funniest thing. I, I yeah. That that in, in the last time I was in one thing because you know it's pretty cool. I, everybody knows Steve's really taken to cycling and, and and really getting back in shape and stuff. And I know in the past it's always been chocolate chip cookies and. Heck, when I was there, uh, I mean, his uh, Pookie brought down uh, popcorn with no butter. Oh, so wow. it's like, hey, yeah. So, I mean, there's a healthy lifestyle going on there, and it's clearly working for both of them, right? So, oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Did so you, that, see, that, you see those pictures this weekend? I, 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 well, I saw the video, and I was like, hey, look at that. Like, I saw <laughs> yeah. the Snapchat video, and, and the wife was uh, bringing him a drink, and that was pretty damn funny, actually. Right. Did you yeah, see? Did stuff. you guys see Steve in a lounge chair, just feet up, just like, <laughs> "Hey, honey, bring me a drink," you know, and just like, of course, he's probably still on his phone, right? Like right. Twitter or something. Oh yeah. yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, awesome. We're not going to touch a ton on all the guests that called in, just because of time restraints. But before we get going any farther, let's do these sponsors again, um, just because we know that John Anderson's on, and since Weed's kind of messed it up, these sponsors make <laughs> this show happen. Without all these fantastic sponsors like WSA and like Fly Racing, Pulp and Mix cannot exist as you guys know it. So we got to thank and support BTO Sports, Fly Racing, Vertex Pistons, Vortex Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engine, Michelin Starcross 5, Maximum Oils, X Brand Goggles, Pro Filter, Works Connection, The Atlas Brace, FMF Racing, Roost Graphics, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Get Data, Firepower, Batteries and Chains. EVS Sports, Eagle Grit, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, LAHondaWorld.com, OGO, and Ride Engineering. And I know that people don't like the sponsors to listen to the commercials, but again, without them, there is no Pulp MX. So support them. Go to PulpMXShow.com, click on the sponsor links, use the discount codes. Okay, so the first, after RC, Travis Pastrana comes on. Travis is always gold. I don't want to touch on it a ton because if people listen, they heard it. Um, I was really, though, surprised or, or laughed, I guess, at TP saying that he's just not willing to sack up anymore to do some of these segments or these, you know, uh, combinations on jumps. But then he said, but if Roxanne and RV aren't going to do it, then I kind of have to. Um, Cooksey, just touch on Travis just for a moment. Comical. I, I don't know what else to say. When I heard him say that, I went, what? Yeah. What are you t- Dude, you backflip in the middle of your run. But he said it's easy. Do I have to replay when he when he pinned it, almost hit the Red Bull sign and launched to the side? I'm like, <laughs> if, if if that's backing it down, well, and it is for him. And I, yes. Yeah, he's Travis is one of a kind. Um, I'm, it might have been his last race. If it was, I'm glad I watched it, and I'm glad he lived through it. Absolutely. Uh, John Anderson, just again, the, the, the Travis Pastrana interview, also, his story about breaking Talon's foot and how Talon Volan came up and told him it was a great race. You know, great stories with Travis. Give me your thoughts on the Travis Pastrana interview. You know, I, I talk about Travis and, you know, whether or not he wants to hang it out there or not. I think for him, a backflip for him is just like a, 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 maybe a vet guy doing a tabletop. It's just so easy and mellow for him. I think, clearly, you know, I mean, people that maybe know him and have seen him, seen him walk, seen him with shorts on, I mean, He's pretty beat up. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yet, you know, he was beat up going into this, but he did it. He's, you know, obviously he's a Red Bull athlete. But I think also for him, I mean, and like maybe some of these other guys, even like RV, like, 
you know, all these guys have kids, and I think in some ways for them, like, it's kind of neat that as their kids get a little bit older, they can kind of still see them compete, albeit the Red Bull straight rhythm. They're not going to see them in the stadium anymore. So I think for them, it's like, man, it's kind of like making a memory with their family, right? Like, his, his, like Travis's kid, they're going to remember seeing him, like, do this, this, this Red Bull straight rhythm thing and, and all that. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think he'll never do it again. I say never say never. Right. It, it depends on the venue, what it is. Um, but I mean, he sure is exciting. That's for sure. Absolutely. And of course, I didn't. Go ahead. I did enjoy that Randy jumped on the call with him. Yeah, I was just like about to say that. His own, his own, like you know, comic relief right behind him all the time. And Randy, the the one liners, the dude cracks me up. <laughs> Dude, yeah. is he not is he not the most witty guy? Like I, I sit there and listen to him and these jokes he tells and stuff yeah. and these stories. It's yeah, like, dude, he nails it every time. That guy is smooth. It's dude. nonstop. I mean, I've hung out with him off the show all the time. Like everything in life is a one liner for Randy, and it's it. And yeah, he's just a good dude. It's nice. He he is fun to have around. I'll give him that. Yeah. And since this is the Pulpamex wrap up show and we're discussing the show, we have to bring up obviously that at the beginning of this interview, uh, Weege dropped calls. He lost he lost Travis Pastrana first, then he hung up on Randy Richardson. So for those of you that are listening and thinking this was I, I wanted to come in tonight and say that this was the greatest episode of Pulpamex of all time, just so I can bust on Steve a little bit for his clippy clippy comments on me but quite honestly it wasn't it wasn't as good man we just blew it um you know he talked about uh you know poor Rocky was in the garage with a bike running I'm not a huge animal lover but I was kind of like no nah, that's not cool cool weeds um I think weeds may not get invited back John after the Rocky comments if once Pookie hears that you know honestly it, it I mean, I think that's all for theater. I think, you know, that's just pushing oh, yeah. buttons uh, yeah. and pushing Pookie's buttons, too, for sure. He clearly didn't mean that. but Of course. Um, do I think that this thing will – will they do it again? Um, I mean, they didn't fail at it. I think no. they'll do it again, I for sure. I will say, you know, when you talk about dropping calls, one, one thing that it was critical to the show going off and being as smooth as it was uh, is Mark's. Absolutely. I mean, and, and you guys have both been in there like um, – he works his ass off over. He, he might not get a lot of uh, uh, spotlight on him, but um, man, he's over there busting his ass. So I think he's uh, whether it be for with Steve's there or even when they have a guest host like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as Marks is there, um, I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be all right. Yeah, Cooksey, I think they probably will do this again at some point. It won't be every week that Steve's off. Obviously, I think having those guys in probably is pretty costly. Um, but I think once or twice a year, Cooksey would be pretty cool to have. You know, I don't know if anybody else could do it other than Weezer and Daniel. But what do you think? I think it's the next evolution for Steve. Just okay. like business owners, you can go so far on your own, and then I mean, there's guests for the Jim Rome show. There's guests for almost every other show out there, mm-hmm. especially the live ones where it's call in and stuff, and you have to have it on a specific time. I'm shocked he got to 401 before he had to do this, and. I think it's great. I think it's the next evolution. It gives us content on a weekend. We wouldn't have content, which brings me back to people who complain about your wrap-up show. <laughs> that who does pisses that? me off. And, dude, well, the callers. Like, I know. Okay, I'm why do you, you can easily just skip it. It's free content. Are you serious, people? I don't understand it. And I do get slightly – Steve's a little hard on you, and I, I, you know, I come to your defense on that. That's, 
I don't like the clippy clippy comments. You know, I like well, that you're doing it your way. Yeah. And do it your way, whether sink or swim, do it your way. Look, Steve, Steve does give me shit, and but I, I, it's for those listening, it's not all 100% uh, heartfelt. You know, he's giving me shit. He's he's kind of uh, what's pumping it up a little bit. But Steve's Steve's not like when he talks to me in normal when we're texting back and forth or whatever. He's cool as shit. Uh, he he helps me out every chance I need. He helps me out with my own show. Uh, he's talked to me on you know on the phone just giving me advice on things I need to do with the Moto X Pod show. So I, I don't let those things bother me. Sometimes I'll admit. Sometimes like I said last week on the wrap up show when I'm listening to the voicemails. I'm like, come on, come on, don't, 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 don't bag on the wrap-up show. Come on, come on. And then there they go. And I'm like, ah, oh, it hurts a little bit. It stings a little bit sometimes. Um, but you well, know, hey, people, people have the right to have their opinions and they voice it, and that's that's the day we live in. But I'm I'm okay with that. Um, well, hey, go ahead. All, all you got to do is read in the comments on one of my one of my articles. Maybe <laughs> I get it too. Everybody gets it. It's just everybody's yeah. got an opinion, and they they feel free to share it. Right, right. Um, John, what's a guest? that you'd like to hear have hear on the show that hasn't been on yet. Um, I know you kind of mentioned Jason Anderson, but is there any, um, you know, like old school guy that maybe he hasn't talked to yet or, or industry guy or anybody that you've thought of that would be really cool to, to for Steve to interview? Yeah. Um, yes. Malcolm Smith. Oh yeah. Right on. I think that he's, I, I, I've I've had the honor to 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 meet him and ride with him. Yeah, he's a living legend. Uh, he's one of my heroes, and you know he's getting older. Um, I think Steve could do a fantastic interview with him. Uh, you know, I've I've told Steve that some of the best uh, in, uh, podcasts that I've heard Steve do are with guys like the late uh, Jim Hale, um, even my the late my father-in-law Tom White, um, and even Eddie Cole. I think uh, Pete Fox. I think those podcasts, uh, maybe I'm coming at it from a, you know, as a, owning a business or whatever, been around a while. Those things are kind of motivating and, and to me and, and fascinating how people start. And I think Malcolm would be just amazing. I really do. And, and, and you know, uh, you mentioned about Anderson. Uh, hey, look, no relation, but <laughs> do I think he'd be a good interview? Yeah. Not really. I, I don't. I, not just because of the not because there would be tension. I mean, I've heard Jason do some other things. Yeah, he doesn't I mean, love doing interviews. You know, behind the scenes, he's actually you know you see the team fried and all that. Yep. But you know, I've seen him at the test track and stuff. He's actually a pretty funny guy. You oh know, yeah. Without recorders on him or anything like that, he's but he's also pretty mellow and pretty quiet. Believe it or not. So, you know, uh, do I think it'd be a great interview? Probably not. But 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 I think he'll be on. And again, to answer your question. Uh, Malcolm Smith. Okay. Legend. How about you, Cooks? You got anybody in mind? I really, I, I nobody in mind. Okay. I do enjoy the industry podcasts. I think they're really good, and you know, probably a little bit jaded on that. Like John, John and I both work in the industry, so yeah. we do enjoy that. I, I like the ones that he did with. Uh, he did one with uh, Primo from Scott. That was pretty good. Um, it's, it's interesting to hear all these guys. Just share stories of, of brands that you see the brand, so you see the front side. I like to hear the back side. Yeah, the yeah. Fox one was really good with Pete Fox. I yep. really enjoyed hearing about how he had to go. He went to meet Ricky Johnson at like fifteen. I'm like, what? Really? That all happened when he was a kid. You know, at fifteen, I couldn't pull that crap off. That's it's pretty cool to hear those. 
that's what I enjoy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so back to episode 402. Jeremy Lott came on. We talked about, you know, to talk about straight rhythm. Justin Brayton called in, which was fantastic for Weeds. Brandon Hartraff was on, who did amazing at Red Bull Straight Rhythm. Uh, not going to touch on those, just a ton. Those were great guests. If you guys haven't listened to the Monday Night Show yet, you should. Um, uh, Nash called in. I, I like. I laughed at the fact that he kept calling Hartraff Heart Tramp. Um, that was good. I, lo- I love Nash, but uh, yeah. That, uh, X-Brand Tariffs, of course, great segment. In that segment, they one of the questions was to Daniel Blair, and I want to ask you guys this. Red Bull Straight Rhythm, Monster Energy Cup, MX of Nations, what's the most important to you? And I'm going to go with you first, John. What do you think is the most important, or what's the most exciting? Well, it, it, Steve kind of asked a similar thing when I came in on, I think, 399. Yeah. Um, and, and it always will be is the Motocross of Nations. I'm a hundred percent American. I love this. I, I love everything about America, almost everything. Um, um, the opportunities that we have and the flag and all that. So you know what? I'm I'm a guy. I love to watch the Olympics. Uh, I I would say the donations is my number one choice. Okay. How about you, Cooksey? I'm gonna. Even though I say we should boycott next year with Steve, I, I'm with him on that one, and I support Kawasaki not going because I think they've taken and exploited our patriotism for financial gain. I love that event. I love to wear the colors that weekend and cheer and just ride along with those guys. I feel like those guys ride for me one weekend a year, and I love it. Uh, that That's probably the most important event that I've that, – but I think it should be every other year or every four years, like every other sport. Oh, okay. I mean, show me – Show me a sport that has the yearly event every year. They don't. The World Cup's every four years. Yeah. The Ryder Cup's every two years. The Olympics is four years. It's not realistic. If you have it every year, it's called the World Championship. I don't like so. that, Cooksey. I don't like that because I feel like there'll be guys, so many guys that, I don't know, I just there'll be guys that miss out maybe or, I don't know, there's something it's about not it. not for everybody. This is a prestigious race. It's yeah. not everybody gets okay. to participate. This is, and You won't have guys turn it down. Well, yeah, that's hey, probably dark true. Side, I, not to not to uh, beat you up, buddy, but I I love what Cooksey just said. Okay. I, personally, I I never really thought of that. Yeah. But the idea of maybe every two years, I see what you're saying. Guys will miss the opportunity, but um, but you know what? Most guys aren't one and done. Typically, at least True. at the higher True. levels in the 250 or 450, and I think it just kind of builds the you know. But at the end of the day, it is a a money thing, and you know, for the idea that. That, that they're going to do it every other year and miss the opportunity to make as much money as they do. Uh, you know, miss one year and then have it a year, never going to happen. But I like what Cooksey's saying. I think I think that'd be fantastic if they did something like that. But if, just, if the USA know. says we'll only field a team every other year, it might happen. Because <laughs> hmm. I mean, you, if the you USA may be right on that. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. It's, That's something to US- think about. Um, hey, I want to go back real quick. But, to, uh, oh. can, I, can I go back to the show? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Daniel on that one. Yep. I wanted to call Daniel out because okay. on his show, he was like, "It's after about a few minutes, he's like, ah, I can't wait for Monster Cup, straight rhythm, boring, straight line. But then with Eric Bernard right next to him, he put on his industry hat. Oh, no, they're good. I was, I was cracking up. It was pretty clever. If you listen back, it's kind of funny. But I'm like, wait a second. Yesterday you said this. And now right. he's backing it just to Bernard's right there. But it was pretty funny. Well, he did. Daniel did say that in the past he didn't like it as much. Well, I think JT said that too, that he, they didn't like it as much, but this year it was a little more exciting. Maybe that was more JT I'm thinking of, but I thought Daniel had said that this year it was better than it had been in the past. 
Um, but hey, real quick, I want to go back. It's something I want to mention. Um, once RC was off and they interv- introduced Eric Pernard, the first fan caller of the night was Cody. And Eric stepped up and gave this guy Cody, who was going to Paris with his father-in-law, uh, gave him tickets to the to the Paris VIP VIP tickets, the Paris Supercross. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Eric just seems like a really great dude. I had a chance to meet him. I just want to give him props for that. That's probably not that difficult of a thing for Eric to do, but I still thought it was really rad. Um, okay, so or, JT. And, and anybody that well, knows, here's the thing, Garcia, yeah. and anybody that knows Eric, that is that is he is so clever that way. Yeah, and and that is him, man. I mean, I've worked with him in the past on some stuff way back, and he's just he's a he's a. He, a lot of things salesman showman organizer he's very smart that way right that is so eric Pernard. i mean i didn't even think twice when he did that um because that's what he does he's genuinely a good dude yes really seems like it i, well, I meant you, go ahead Cooksey. Well, go ahead no go ahead well what's and so uh, in the vegas area he used to own a yamaha dealer back in the day before he started the u.s open and everything so i know a lot of people who know him mm-hmm. and for a guy to have that kind of resume Usually there's a couple skeletons you come across. I've yet to meet anybody that had a, a bad word to say about him. Yeah, that's, that's that, that alone's pretty good. Yeah, that's what Steve always says is like the one promoter that every nobody has a bad thing to say about, and that's almost impossible because it's almost impossible to make everybody happy. But Eric seems to do a pretty damn good job at a professional level, which yeah, it's unreal. Um, so good for Eric. That's great people. Um, Jason, Jason yeah, Thomas, he, even his employees at the Yamaha shop, <laughs> right? Jason Thomas, of course, was on as always. Um, I, I busted, I don't know, Cooksey, how you felt about this. I kind of busted weeds on calling the boots in the corner, FR fives. I know nobody really cares, but, um, they were sectors. So I want to just, you know, being the fly guy that I am, I had to call him out on that. But the biggest thing while JT was on that I was entertained by was weeds went into his Steve Mathis persona trying to argue with Jason. That was funny to me. Compare, seeing Weeds do that uh, or you know, and listening, but watching it on air uh, on Facebook, John, that, that was pretty entertaining. Uh, what did you think of Weeds, and how, how was his Steve Mathis impersonation? You know, honestly, man, I, I didn't care. Okay. Uh, because here's the thing. When, I, when Steve and JT get into it, it's real. like, and they're buds. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah, yeah. right? It yeah. is real. And you can clearly tell when JT, and it, look, Cooksey works with the guy, right? Right. He yeah. he knows, like, you can just tell that when JT's pissed, like, he might not call him a dick on the radio, but <laughs> maybe he does. But he, right. you can tell he's irritated with them. So, sure. I don't know. That's just, maybe that is Wygant's just way of trying to pull a little bit of Steve's shtick with yeah. JT as part of the show. But I... I I wasn't a big fan. I didn't. Okay. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't care. Really. I may be I may be alone on this one, Cooksey. Uh, did were you entertained by it at all? Not really. It was okay. about as entertaining as Debo. Well, I, I'm a big Debo fan. I love his opinion. So yeah. When he came on a Stephen A. I don't like when guys do that. Like if right. you got an opinion, let's share it. Let's have it. It's about. It's the pulp show. It's authentic. It's bring well, your. You don't have to fake being a character. We're all characters. I just I took mean, it as him. plenty character himself. I took it as him so, busting on Steve, basically, because typically in those arguments, Steve's being a little bit obnoxious and a little bit out there. Like sometimes. it almost seems yeah. on purpose. So I took it as we just kind of busting on him, which I was entertained by. Um, 
but okay, I, I'm wrong. I, apparently, I'm wrong. <laughs> no, I I did think it was funny when they were talking about the designation, and Steve yeah. said, "We'll never win again." Yeah, I yeah. immediately text Steve and bet him and tried to get him to bet me a thousand dollars that we'll win in the next five years. Oh wow, he wouldn't do it. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> I think, I think he, he kind of overlooked his mouth overloaded his ass just a little. Amount. Sure. Well, okay. So Steve eventually he calls in from Cabo, and I texted. Well, Steve and I were texting around this time right before Steve called in and, and he was asking me how the show was and we were talking a little bit and about it. And then he called in and I told him afterwards, that was the happiest I have ever heard you. That didn't even seem like it could be you. Uh, Cooksey, what, what do you think about Steve's call? And uh, he was probably 15 margaritas deep at that point. It was good. It, it, honestly, I was just like, Steve, enjoy your vacation. Don't call. Right. It was cool that he did. And I, at that point, they had busted on him so much. I'm like, come on, man. Well, he He's not there to defend himself. He definitely <laughs> wasn't listening. Uh, so he just called no. in randomly, which was fantastic. Uh, John. What Dark about- side, but here's the thing, dude. Yeah. Like, look, let, 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 just let's lay it out there. Okay. Steve's in, on vacation, having some cocktails, by a pool, yep. at the beach. Hanging out with his wife, spending some quality time with the wife, right? Dude, and he's, I mean, and a couple of his friends are in there hosting a show, and he's still getting paid while he's in on vacation? <laughs> Dude, what's not to like about that? Hell I mean, yeah. we all like to be in that position? I Absolutely. Mean, Absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah why, good point. That's why I think we'll have more of that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Right. All right, so we're real close to wrapping this thing up. A couple more questions for you guys. Uh, tweet at Travis. One of the questions was, what would you change with pulp? That uh, was uh face to Daniel Blair and Weege. I'd like to get your, your opinions. Uh, John Anderson, what would you change if you had a magic wand for pulp or what would you like to see added or anything like that? I mean, nothing. Okay. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, uh, I mean, I could probably, I could say something, but I mean, I think it's a good show. Uh, not to be Debbie Downer here, but I think that what Steve is, you know, it wasn't perfect in the beginning. Steve will be the first to tell you it's grown to over 400 shows. I think Steve's also said, did he ever think it would get this far? No, but it's just built and built. And, and um, no, I, I think what Steve does with the various guest hosts and um, he's got it down pat, like, like, like you guys were saying, like with being in studio, this is like, this is just like Steve could do this, you know, blindfolded, and he's so comfortable doing this thing that, yeah. no, I, I mean, hey, what's that old dumb saying? If it ain't broke, don't fix it? Like, dude, like, it's good. Okay. I, I don't know. That's just my tooth. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and you, you talked about how they they weren't they weren't great, or, you know, in the beginning, they, they've, we're, we're doing a, the classic wrap-ups, that's something I kind of started doing on his off weeks, and we're recording the classic wrap-up of Lasergate this week. But some of those older shows that I've had to go back and listen to, like recently we did nine, and I listened to thirteen recently to to do a classic wrap up on. Yeah, they were, they have come so incredibly far. But Cooksey, uh, you listen, you've been in studio, you know that there's, you probably know there's some things that he is working on to maybe improve the Pulp Empire coming up. Give me something that you would like to see different or added. I, I'm kind of with John. I okay. love that it's it's good in its imperfections. Yeah. The one thing that I would like is I don't know if you guys know notice this. It, it's maybe it's just my pet peeve when he's got somebody and he's interviewing him. Steve always goes uh huh uh huh uh huh, and I feel like he's rushing them and maybe answering for them sometimes. 
sometimes I want to be like, just hold on, let, let it go. You know, because you don't know what they're going to say. Yeah. That would be my own. Dude, that's so. I don't even know if anyone else notices it. That's probably just me. There, there's times when I feel like Steve is ready to be done with a topic or a guest. Yeah. I, I've, there's been times uh-huh. when I've noticed uh-huh. that for sure. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's what that, that, and it's nothing. Like, but I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan. Yep. And his, his thing is just ask the question and let them go. But it's different, though, because he's not on a time limit. He doesn't have breaks. He doesn't have commercials. So it's a different ball game. But that, that would be my one thing that I would say if there could be any sort of improvement, that's what I would like. Okay. I asked this to the guests last week, and uh, one of the things that they kind of got stoked on was the idea of maybe like a behind-the-scenes vlog, uh, like watching Travis do his setup, you know, how he, what he does, or Steve's prep work, or just let the thing run during the commercial break every once in a while and get some of that just raw footage uh, or, you know, or just, hell, whatever, just behind-the-scenes stuff, and people would like to see some video of that. Um, I know Steve had mentioned he's working on some stuff. Uh, I don't know the details by any means, but I feel like there's going to be some more video type stuff thing coming in the near future. So we'll see. But I, I don't think Steve is anywhere near that retirement that he's joked about over and over. And I'm happy for that. Uh, so we're about to do our that, BTO hot that, take. Oh, go ahead. That annoys me. He's not retiring. He's no. not going anywhere. No, no, uh, no. And by a lot of the reason on those breaks, some of the stuff can't be getting right. out. <laughs> that's yeah, what I, they say. that's what. Sure. Yeah. But uh, before... you know, you know who you know who used to do that a lot, and I know Steve really looks up to the guy because, and I used to listen to him a lot too. It, that's what Howard Stern used to do. Oh yeah. I don't know if you guys ever listened to him, but he always yep. used to say like, "I'm done. I'm yeah. done. I'm yeah, done." Yeah. Yep. And then when Steve would do it, I'm like, "Okay, you're done, but we know you're not." Right. Like, oh yeah. You know, we we know you're not, but but it's just maybe it's a way of venting. I, I don't know, but. <laughs> He, he's yeah. sort of in the same boat that Howard is, but at a smaller level. But Howard would say, like, all these people I have working for me can't do anything else. If I retire, they're they're screwed. They won't have a job. You know, like, what is what's uh, you know, Sal Galvanelli going to do if there's no Howard Stern? Nothing. He he can't live. So yeah, Steve's kind of on the same boat. He's got this cast of characters that kind of need him to to keep going to a degree. Um, before oh, we, hey, Dark, I one thing real quick I want to say too is that. Um, you talk about, you know, what's next for Pulp or whatever, yeah. or what could they do that's behind the scenes. I mean, it's here. It's now, I mean, honestly, the Snapchat thing. I mean, those are mini clips of videos that as soon as they go to commercial break, I mean, you can film a little five-second, ten-second video. That's, yep. that's stuff that's out there right now. Trust me, I know it because I've, I've got kids that are in high school, and <laughs> it's always a battle. But, um, sure. Uh, but that's one I think that's available. And I think Steve, I mean, look, I think we've all seen, I've seen some of the Snapchat stuff that Steve does even on his vacation and he's at a luau and concerts and, and all that stuff, you know? So I think that's something that maybe they can, um, dabble in a little bit more as far as behind the scenes, right. you know? Well, yeah, hopefully those things are coming. Uh, be- guys stick around after this show here, after we get done, cause we're going to have another ep- uh, episode of hello Pookie coming up. Please, if you have questions for Pookie, anything you want to know about Pookie from Pookie, send your questions to Darkside at Pulpomex show or yeah, at Darkside at Pulpomex.com. I'll get those done. We'll get some more Pookie content. But let's get into our BTO hot takes. And I'm gonna go with you first, John. I hot take. So you, you mentioned that earlier a little bit and, and so my hot my my my, my hot take. Um Chattery. Uh huh. Twenty twenty. Okay. Um, I think that I've, I've 
I've known Cat for a little while. Actually, talked to him recently. Um, his plans for 2020. Obviously, he's working on stuff, and and um, I think that I think he's going to win a race. And I know that's not the question. I don't know about that, but I think it is for sure. I believe going to be his last year. I think he's very motivated, and having worked with Chad over the years, um, this year especially, like it used to always kind of be a funny thing, like he would be a little bit heavy for a professional athlete coming into the season or have to go through like a boot camp. Right. He's in pretty good shape right now, and you know what? Knowing it's going to be his last year, he seems like he's in a really good place. Um, putting together maybe what he wants to do, what he wants to ride, what he wants to use and all that. I think that, uh, I think that he's going to give it a hell of an effort. Again, do I think he's going to race if you ask me right now, or I'm sorry, is he going to win? I, I won't go on. I won't go that far, but I think he's going to make it very entertaining. He's not going to, he's going to go down fighting. Um, I think it's going to be pretty exciting. So that's my hot take is Chad Reed 2020. I think it's going to be an amazing journey to watch him finish out a great career i hope so cooksy bto hot take well i'll give mine but i gotta ask a question okay <laughs> he's not gonna be on the suzuki what's he riding john well um a 450 i know that <laughs> well i did on, hear cooksy. honda i don't know <laughs> yeah so nothing well, you can share huh uh I don't look. I don't have a podcast show. I'm not Steve <laughs> Mathis. I'm not the one to spill the beans. Yeah. If you uh, cooksy, you want to maybe give me a holler. I can at least tell you what color hubs and rims we did. I was about to say, are they black and red? Um, I guarantee they're red. I'm pretty sure. At least for Monster Cup is what I heard. Yeah. I don't know. If that's that's what I heard so, too. You know, and he's he's obviously got some. I mean, he's got. I know we had to get some stuff to him uh, last Friday. Yeah. We did, and I've seen some of his social media stuff he's got a ton of boxes on his porch <laughs> he's going to be racing he's made commitments to it i think that based on a sponsor request probably i think they want him at monster cup uh pretty soon but um i think he's really going to have a lot of fun i think he's going to work like hell he's going to try like crazy is he going to put himself at risk and hang it out uh, maybe not that but right. you know what? i think he's going to be fantastic to watch and and um I mean, it's going to be really cool to see, man. So, uh, yeah. Awesome. So, Kevin, wow, I, think he's, he's I don't know how I follow that hot take. That's a hell of a hot take Okay, there. well, we're done tonight. But, All right. Thanks, guys. No, hold on. <laughs> I, I, I do have one. Okay. I'll let <laughs> you gonna go. I'm going to try anyway, although even though I'm completely overshadowed. Right. I I think Kawasaki in that one-year deal with Adam Cincerillo, they may have put themselves in a really bad position because I heard KTM is planning on fielding a three-rider team next year. Huh. So are they okay. making a run at him, or are they looking to grab Forkner? I don't know. One of those guys is going to be on an orange bike. That's my bet. Okay. Hey, so so that's one thing that did come up, and I, I know you're pretty connected. I I heard Bogle's name kind of being thrown out a little bit, possibly as a third 450 guy on KTM. Now, I know on Friday they're going to do the team launch for the orange bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll really know who the second teammate is to, on the BTO, or I'm sorry, the the Rocky Mountain team. Sorry, I've been worked with them for a while, so right. that's still stuck <laughs> in my head, right? But um, yeah. yeah, man, I I uh, I don't know. I I man, so you're saying? So you said earlier. So Adams on a one, you said Adams on a one year deal. Yep. I, I was shocked you, when I, I heard that. You I was, said that earlier, and I was like, there's no way that could be right. But that's what I heard, too. I know, but, like, dude, 
Um, I will say also one more thing that man is a is a fan and all I'll, I'll be at Monster Cup. I so wish that Joey would have had his deal done a little sooner. Yeah. On whatever bike that he's going to be on, because dude, I I tell you what, man, I would have loved to see Joey at Monster Cup race against Eli. <laughs> yeah, I know we talked about dude, that. Yeah. Everyone's talking about. It. And I'll go ahead and spill the beans on what I know on that. He's in Charlotte. He's riding the Suzuki. He'll be on JGR. And I don't know for a fact, but I'm pretty sure the money that they were going to use for, kind of for Reed kind of went his way. And yeah. I don't know if that's where. So that's. But he's and he's not racing Monster Cup. So right. Yeah, that that to me is the biggest bummer. Yeah. I just think. Do I think he's going to blow Eli off the track? I mean, I I heard a little interview he did with uh, with uh, Anton. Yep. And I was like, wow, dude, like. That was gnarly. I don't think Joey sugarcoated anything. I think what he said, I mean, he just he just said it how, how it was and, and what went down. Yeah, he was, I, um, he was blowing some steam off. Real quick, I'm kind of missing something. Okay. What did, what did he say? Like, that he didn't pay him for Monster Cup or what, what? Oh, that and everything else. Yeah, no, I mean, basically, dude, you got Anton did a oh, podcast oh, oh, with him good. for um, – uh, and, and I know they're friends, so I don't think it's bad. Swap Moto Live. Yeah. It was a fantastic yeah. interview he did with Joey. And, boy, it was like a tell-all book in about an hour or so. And it was – got to listen to it, man. It's like must-see or must-listen uh, radio. Uh, yeah, podcast. yeah, I Joey – I love it. Joey didn't really pull any punches. You know, he, he said that they actually said the, – the Tomac camp said that they were going to give him – pay him something – and then they t- they went back and changed their mind and took it away and said, never mind, they're not going to pay it now. Um, yeah, there's a lot of dirt. He he was not happy, and he, he definitely voiced it in that, that podcast. That was a good, definitely a good podcast. Um, yeah, I spent a lot of time yesterday, last night on the phone, with trying to find out who all is going to be at Monster Cup because of uh, a situation. You guys know, this is, we're getting off the pulp topic. Hopefully Steve won't get mad, but... You guys know about the the Cardo system, the rider, the communication system that they're going to allow to be used at Monster Cup this year. I know of the it's system. I didn't know they were allowing that. What'd you say, Cooksey? It's been allowed for a while, but we just haven't had a, a over-the-counter mesh network like that that worked this well. Yeah, well, I guess it's getting used for sure this 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 year at Monster Cup. Uh, Cardo will be there. Anybody that wants to try it can use it. Hep is Hep Motorsports is going to test it uh, on press day, and probably at least one rider will wear it Saturday night. Um, and I reached out. I'm friends with the, the the VP of sales for Cardo in North America, and I reached out to some guys last night. I think Benny Bloss is going to test it, uh, along with a number of other guys at Monster Cup. So it's something that they felt is looking to do to actually implement in Supercross if it works. So mechanics can talk to the rider while they're racing so yeah i think we're going to see that this year at monster cup that'd be cool shout out to jamie cheek that's the guy jamie cheeks my boy black sock mafia all right we, <laughs> we're, right. we got that off will be cool yeah we got off the pulp topic so i apologize for that we're gonna wrap this thing up we're gonna wrap the wrap-up show up cooksey john thank you so much for coming on giving us an hour of your time tonight i had a lot of fun um no clippy clippy you guys were awesome thank you so much Thank Thanks, you, brother. Have a good night. All right, guys. We'll see you. We'll, we'll, talk back. To you later, John. we'll be back. Uh, I don't know if there's a show this Monday night. I haven't heard for sure. We'll be either be back next week with another new show or a classic wrap up. See you guys. Out.
right, once again, we're back with everybody's favorite segment on the wrap-up show, the Hello Pookie segment. On the line with us, the beautiful Pookie Mathis. What's up, Pookie? Hello, hello. It's me. How are you? <laughs> Doing great. Always love the, the hello, hello. Um, okay, so here's the question for this week. Uh, who, who are a couple of your favorite pulp guests all time? Oh, all-time guests. Um, and we talked about, about Bradshaw in the past, so let's not take, let's not say Damon because that's pretty current. Oh, I know. Let's go that, back. Let's go back. Yeah, he's you know, my favorite because of how happy Steve was when he was in the studio. Right. <laughs> and we've talked about that, so we're going to take him out of the equation. Give me a couple of your others, whether it be even if it was off the air, you know, when you guys are hanging out, eating beforehand, or just, you know, people that have maybe stayed the weekend. I know JT stayed the weekend. But JT's a regular, so give me just give me a couple that stand yeah, out. Yeah, my kind of favorite kind of people that come to the show are people who are very talkative, um, who like to not necessarily gossip, but who like to, you know, just talk a lot of shit. You know, they just, like, are good conversationalists. So right away I'm thinking Weege, um, Noof, Galdi, yeah. those guys. This, the way that they are and the way that they are with Steve, I think it's, it's really fun when they're here. How much time do you normally get to – spend with a guest, you know, before the show or, I mean, some, I know sometimes you're at work probably, uh, like, do you get to spend a lot of time off air and just really get to know these people? It depends on how early the person comes in. Sometimes they'll come in closer to show time and, um, not even really have time for anything but coffee and they just come right downstairs. Other times they come in early. Lately, people have been coming in really early to go on bike rides. Yeah. That's um, been popular. So they've been spending more time at the house. So yeah, I do get a fair amount of time with them, and then I, I come downstairs during the commercials. I stand behind the camera so that I can't be seen, but I'm usually standing there just <laughs> checking in with everybody. Yeah, this. And then, of course, I have my commercial break um, snack at the second commercial. Yeah, we're we're. I actually got a uh, question about the Pookie snacks that we're going to do in a following Hello Pookie. But um, like this past week, with um, you you sat in for a few minutes when John Anderson got up and walked away, and I don't think you were thrilled. You tried to scoot out of the camera segment, but I don't think you realized how wide that camera angle is. I know, <laughs> but we. I have to just yeah. I have to just whatever. I am. I, I look how I look. <laughs> oh no, you you always look great. I love. I, it's funny because I I watch the the chat room section or whatever you want to call it of the Facebook Live where people are commenting. And oh, as soon as yeah. you walk in, they're uh-huh. like, "Hey, there's Pookie!" So everybody gets excited. So it's you probably get a little you know uh, nervous or whatever, but the the fans seem to love seeing you walk through. So. It's all. It's always great. Um, as far as these guests, the ones that you like, um, is there anybody that maybe came in studio and you were kind of like beforehand, really weren't excited, but they they by the time they left, you were a big fan. Um, I'm trying to think anybody that's come in that I didn't really already know before. Um, sometimes um, sponsor people will come, and I'm, I don't really remember anybody's name, but I know that one time when they came and they did a really big mountain bike ride. I think when they were he was switching the e-bike sponsor mm-hmm. one of those guys was really cool and again it's just because people who are very friendly and <clears throat> happy to be here you know kind of just tell if somebody's you know not like that yeah so i always appreciate that another person that i always like to spend time with is kenny watson he always just makes me laugh you know like whenever he's around so i always love when he comes to the house yeah that's interesting I, I really like kenny but kenny's very polarizing um you know fans feel like sometimes he's a little aggressive especially kind of you know busting on steve and they they seem to have different opinions a lot of the times that's interesting that you enjoy talking to uh, kenny i mean he's a great guy has a huge heart but uh but he's polarizing yes for sure but right like you said huge heart and i I feel that from him and yeah, yeah he's yeah he's always friendly and appreciative to be here and yeah i was like him awesome well pookie thanks again for giving us some of your time i know you're a busy lady uh i think people will really enjoy the segment so thank you for doing it all right, no worries. Talk to you soon. Okay, see ya. Why would you want to talk, re-talk about the Pulp Show? 